It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Erin Greger, here today with another very special guest. Today, I'm, I know I'm personally excited to uh, talk to you, Anne, because as I mentioned right before this, I've got a book in my head, so uh, very, very anxious, but I have Anne Croker here. Anne is the host of the Writing Coach Podcast, and welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, I... I I with this podcast, I've just talked to people from all different backgrounds and how they're utilizing podcasts. Uh, writer, I, it's my heart. I love writing. I love that's always been my a heart piece for me. So, let's talk a little bit about your writing coach. Can you talk a little bit about your your background in writing and what brought you down this path to actually being a coach? Yes, absolutely. I've been a writer since college and actually grew up in a really literary household of journalists, people who loved books. So I've, I've just been surrounded by the, the printed word for my whole life. So I, I, you know, whether or not that was my destiny, I don't know, but that is definitely the path that I took. And when I graduated from college, I, I began immediately to explore freelance writing from a corporate angle, freelance writing in terms of submitting to magazines. And that grew into becoming an author, and then eventually, so I've written three books, one is co-authored, but eventually I ended up on two different editorial teams of two fairly large organizations online. And there, with my mentor, she suggested that based on the way that I approach my editing, the way I interact with authors, she said, basically, you're coaching. So I think you should become a writing coach. And I'm like, well, what's a writing coach? So she said, go look it up. I think you're going to find that that's a good fit for who you are. And I left out one piece, which is that for a while, I was actually teaching uh, high school students who were college bound. I was teaching composition and creative writing. So I also had this teaching experience limited. It was in mm-hmm. a more of a homeschool situation. So in other words, I'm not trained in that, but I was experienced in that. So I put all these things together, my personality, my experience as a writer, my experience as an editor, and this teaching, it all seemed like the perfect convergence of everything I had ever done and been to become a writing coach. So I hung up my digital shingle, if you will. And I had such a network at that point from my work as an editor that I automatically had a business growing. And so that's how it all started. I love it. So here's the irony of your, of you having a podcast is that many people create podcasts because they hate writing and they don't want to blog. <laughs> and so you, you shouldn't be that way. Right. Like, so I'm curious to know where you were in your, in your building of your business where you were like, you know what? I know we need more content, right? That's what everybody needs as a business owner, but where you decided to go in on the podcasting side of it. That's a great question. You're right. There are people who are writers who are speakers and speakers who are writers. And so how did I get into that? Well, I did have some experience. Uh, I left out pieces of my life, obviously, Mm -hmm. skipping over decades of activity. And so I did have a little experience working with people who were presenters. And so I won't go into the details of that. But in other words, I was comfortable speaking. Mm -hmm. And I had always been intrigued by podcasting. So what happened was in, I started before, I started probably 2012, 2013 is when I started officially coaching people. But in 2014, I had some 
caregiving crises going on in my life where I was being pulled in a lot of directions. And so the blogging that I'd been doing was taking a different type of work and attention that I could not give it at that time. Mm. And I had thought about podcasting because of this part of me that feels comfortable interacting Mm -hmm. and speaking. So I'd been thinking about it, but this will be funny for you to hear, but uh, there had been this first wave of early adopters to podcasting. And then that kind of died down. And then right around the time that I was thinking about it, it was on the rise, but like, who knows how far we had to go, you know? And so I kind of felt like I was behind things, behind the whole game, which is so hilarious now because it's like no end in sight, right? It seems like podcasting is just exploding. But this is 2014. I thought I might be late to the game. Hilarious because it actually turned out to be an amazing time to enter into the world of podcasting. But my mentality was, I need to, just as you said, I need to develop content. I need to be lean about it. I need a quicker way to get, to reach into the lives of writers and help them and serve them and coach them. And so this seemed like a really natural thing to try. Of course, I was nervous. There weren't the same kinds of um, resources and training available that are readily at our fingertips now. So I had to figure out a lot of things on my own and do a lot of deep searches, just trying to solve problems and get answers to questions, but eventually I was able to launch. And so I, I started, made some mistakes, but I got started and it was a leaner way to do it. I ended up kind of changing my approach a little bit early on and it changed how I went about, you know, creating any given episode. But yeah, that's how I started is I, yes, exactly right. Needed to create content and needed to do it in a faster way and, and just reach them in a new, fresh way. I was intrigued by yeah. this, this avenue. Can you dig into more of that? Because it's one thing I always love to ask is, okay, you go in with an idea of what you're going to do with a strategy of how you're going to do it. So you said you went in and things had to change. Can you talk about the change that you made with it? Because because of yeah. what you discovered of mistakes or what was working yes. better? Yes. I'll talk about a technical d- mistake and then sort of a content driven, yeah, m- not mistake, but just Bettering, change, shift. Bettering. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I like that. Okay. So what happened technically is that I did not understand exactly how to host it and where to host it and mm-hmm. what to call it. So I had an, another, initially I had a different name for what I was going to create. And what I didn't understand was how, how the, the feed was drawing drawing the name. Mm-hmm. So I created artwork and everything and it wasn't matching. I'm like, people can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. And what was happening is I had hosted it on my main website, which was is ancroker.com and I had recently because of becoming a writing coach I just dropped all the other nomenclature that I had attached to myself so I had used to have writer and editor and I just dropped all that and put writing coach so now my website was ancroker writing coach and so I didn't know it but the podcast was pulling that as the oh. title and so then I t- met with my host I I'm hosted with blueberry I met with Mike I said Mike help me figure out what to do and he said oh I see what's happening so you basically have two choices you can start over and oh. I didn't have that many episodes really but it felt like you know when you're when you're just getting started and you only have a few episodes that feels like a big deal it's a lot it's a lot. Like to lose what little ground yeah. you've made, you've gained. But anyway, you can start over or you can just go with it. And Ann Croker, writing coach, I mean, it's named after you. It's what you do. Why not just go with it? So my mistake became an incredible advantage because I chose not to start over. I chose to move forward at Mike's advice and move forward with Ann Croker, writing coach, which had just happened technically. So that technical shift turned out to be a huge advantage because wow. now my name was connected to the word writing coach, which was a 
SEO advantage, yeah. especially because I had started fairly early, not only into podcasting, but also to the idea of a writing coach that's fairly new in my industry in the publishing world and this, this role. Yeah. So that was an advantage that was a mistake, but turned out to be an advantage. The other thing that shifted was I thought, oh, this will be great while I'm on the go and dealing with all these different crises and putting out fires everywhere. I can just have a microphone and some sort of recording device and I can just like wing it. Well, my style, I'm not that great at winging it. I just didn't feel like what I was trying to achieve was going was going so well. And plus the attention required for the crises I was dealing with was taking a lot of my brain power and focus. And I just realized, you know what, I think I need to script this based on who I am as a writer. So I shifted from winging it very, very quickly, like within just a few episodes, I decided I need to have some sort of at least a stronger outline, if not, you know, a fleshed out outline, and eventually it became a script. But what that what's nice about that is instead of grabbing a transcript of my winging it, I was basically just getting a script, then that can become an article. Yeah. So again, it's an SEO advantage instead of having just show notes. And so I didn't know that I was getting these advantages when they were happening. It's only in retrospect that I started to realize, well, that turned out well, Yeah. but it did turn out well. It gave me content of different kinds so people could consume it in different ways. People can read it or listen. Yeah. I, and I, you know what? I think it's a huge mistake a lot of people make is the winging it. Uh, especially if they have a co-host or they have, you know, they're like, oh, we're just going to wing it. We're just going to wing it. And you really do have to have strategy behind it, at least an outline. Like what, when I finish this episode, what should I get from it versus just listening to you guys chit chat, you know what I mean? Or just listening. And I know for me, if I'm doing a solo show, especially I tend to repeat myself too much versus, you know, being in that specific. So I think I love that part. So specifically, so how does this work? Do you see correlation? Do you measure correlation in how your podcast was the design to find more customers for you? And, and do you see a correlation there? Or do you measure that? Okay. So I don't know that I would have had the terms at this time when I yes. was doing what I was doing, but you know, in retrospect, when I go back and see what I was doing, I was creating an asset, mm-hmm. you know, a giant business asset. And I was also, you know, creating content, clarifying my ideas, which I think is a powerful thing about podcasting or writing Mm -hmm. is that you're, you're clarifying and articulating the things that you know, to be true, the things you're learning, the things you want to share with the world. So, you know, that was happening, but my goal was as a coach to coach as many people as possible. And this was one way to do that, to reach into more people's lives and be a coach in their ear is how I kind of jokingly uh, phrased it before. And a lot of people, you know, caught on to that. Like, I love having you as a coach in my ear. And so I think there was that idea is that I can help you. I'm willing to give this to you as my gift to you is to give you ideas, encouragement, solutions, some skills. Like we'll do some skill building. I, I kind of explored a lot of different things over the years. Yeah. And so I w- I've been able to serve people more broadly. Now, what was happening as I think, you know, what you're hinting at or saying outright, (laughs) is that I was able to reach more people who then became clients. So people are finding me through the the podcast. It's validating me too. It's gotten me on stages. It's got me in summits. It's got me on other shows. So I think it, it, it does a lot of things all at once so that somebody who's thinking about working with a coach who can listen to her podcast and like binge listen to past episodes can see, is this somebody I want to learn from? Do yeah. I like her personality? Would I want her speaking into my life? Well, you can 
try that out with the podcast. Uh, so, you know, there's that. And then of course with speaking, they later, if you don't, if you have video, they can see yeah. you too. But if you have even just audio, they can tell, oh, this is a, this is a person whose energy, whose ideas, whose focus, I would like to have her on my stage or at my event. And so there was that as well. But I would say my primary drive was always the writer, always the writer. How can I help them feel more confident, you know, get the skills they need and pursue the path that they're going toward, whether that's publishing or submitting to lit mags or whatever their goal may be. If I have the skills, I want to help them. And this yeah. was a way to do that with some of it for free. And then, of course, being an on-ramp to my world in, in other ways. I love it. So, you know, we, we kind of joke because I told you I would ask that question and you were like, oh, you know, I really, but you're, you're over 200 episodes in when, you know, it, it was just to, you didn't really have the strategy in place quite yet. Like it kind of has come is what I feel like. What was the motivation to keep going for you? when maybe right away you weren't seeing that, you know, what was that? Was it just the service piece? Like you knew you could reach people and help them in a different, in a different way. Was that it? Or was there something else too, that kept you motivated to go all these episodes in? Cause it's a, it's a huge accomplishment. Thank you. And that's a great point. Like what was behind it? Well, I think, I mean, to be honest at its very simplest, I was having fun. It was fun for me. Yeah. And I know it's not always fun for everybody who launches this venture because there's so many moving parts in the beginning when you don't know what you're doing. My, you know, working with the microphone later, if you're doing your own editing, trying to learn the editing and what do I use to record and solving problems mm -hmm. and researching, there's just a lot of things happening yeah. that aren't even the content. It's not yeah. even what, like all you want to do is get the content, but I had solved those problems fairly quickly. You know, once I figured yeah. out the, uh, Ann Croker writing coach thing and, and I found a microphone that was fine for that time in my life. And so I solved a lot of those problems. And once I got that going and it kind of got my groove, it was fun. And so there's part of, that's part of it. Yeah. The second part I think would be some, I did, I mean, I have Blueberry provide stats and I would go in, I don't, I try not to obsess about it, but I do like to look and see, Right. oh, why did that one perform as well? Like what's going on there? But when you see growth, it takes time. I definitely had the long, it took a while to, to find, but then what happened was, I think because I was early to it, I, the, it was sort of in my world of, of writers and people pursuing publishing, there weren't that many voices in that space. Mm -hmm. So then I got, I think what the big bump was, as I got a, a recommendation, somebody recommended me who was a high profile name. So there was a big bump. And of interest, people were checking, checking that out and listening to a couple of other episodes and that happened, but like, golly, it would have probably taken, it could have been two or three months before I saw any real significant growth, but there was growth right. and that kind of keeps you going. You see a few more people, oh, there's some growth, but then whoosh, you know, it went way up. And then I retained some of those people. Some were just curious, you know, yeah. onlookers, and others were people who were like, I like what I'm seeing. And so then, of course, you know, if you chart the growth, it just fits every, you know, if you're producing value for people and you're getting better, probably it's, you're going to retain a lot of people. And so I saw that that growth that you see um, on most most successful podcasts are going to find that. Yeah, that's motivating. It's motivating because yeah. you realize if you realize in my space, if you think about a writer who's trying to make a difference in somebody's life with their message or their ideas or whatever, mm -hmm. or a story, if it's fiction. Uh, it, well, let's just talk about nonfiction for a minute. Most of these people would love to get in front of more people. Mm -hmm. Some of them are a little, if they're starting out as a writer who's speaking versus a speaker who's writing, the writers tend to be a little bit more reticent. Right. 
but they would still like to get it in front of their message in front of people. But like, if you told them you're going to be in front of, let's just pick a, a number, you're going to be in speaking to a, an audience of 500 people. Mm-hmm. And if they haven't done much speaking, that can be really intimidating, but they kind of forget that if they're on a podcast and they get in front of 500, you know, 500 listeners, downloads or whatever, that's pretty amazing. Yes. Like you just got in front of an audience bigger than what you would feel comfortable doing in person. So I think, you know, that I, I don't know if that's what motivated me, but like when I ran it through my head that way, I realized the impact I was having, you know, my numbers are different than that, but yeah, like that's, it's exciting to think that, wow, that many people are showing up and saying, I'm in, I want to hear what you have to say. And that's really motivating. And that motivates you to want to keep serving, to keep showing up. And then of course, yeah, the other advantage is it, I, I, I can't, I won't say I directly can correlate that I have more clients. My business is growing more because of my podcast. Absolutely directly. I can't because people, when I ask them, how'd you find me? Yeah. Sometimes the, the answer is not always podcast. So I right. can't always make that direct connection, but I am convinced it is because it's so, so intricately intertwined mm-hmm. with everything that I'm doing. Yeah. I, so did you have any idea that the high profile person that suggested you was even listening to you? Were you just like, whoa, what did it was somebody that I knew? Okay. And so, but not super well, but I knew her. And so I wasn't surprised when I realized, when I traced okay. it, you know, through Google analytics, analytics, I could see the referrer and yeah. uh, I'm like, Oh, that's neat. I didn't know where she had put yeah. it, but then I found out later and like, I traced it. I found it like, oh, okay. that's neat. That's you so know. cool. I think that's like to your point of if I were in a room of 500 people standing on a stage, I'd be happy with these numbers, right? And it's so cool when all of a sudden, sometimes, especially at the beginning, you kind of feel like you're talking out into a black hole, right? Like you're like, is anyone listening? And you see the numbers, but you're like, okay, is that is that a bot? Like, is it really people behind there? And then when it when you start, when people start actually talking about it or saying something, it's just like, it really is an incredible feeling when, when you get to that point or somebody that, you know, even suggested it to others. It was that good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And then, you know, we, we share this on different avenues and you get more conversation there and that's more of affirmation. Like I listened to the podcast Anne, and I really loved X, Y, and Z that I took from that episode. Thank you. You know, yeah. you're getting more, more confirmation that people, Oh yeah, yeah. Here's a real person who really listened and really had a takeaway. So that's yeah. an asset. And I do, I'm just starting to sort of think more. See, I didn't want to have ads because my, I, your listeners may not realize this, but most of the time my, my episodes are solo monologues, mm-hmm. which was kind of novel at the time when I started really, I mean, unless I'm mistaken about my awareness at the time, I felt like I was inventing something. I felt right. like everybody else was doing interviews. Everybody else is 40 to 45 minutes or even 50 minutes or more. That was the norm. So I felt like an outlier over here doing this monologue solo episode. I'm sure they were out there and I just didn't know that. But in in, in all the, I listened to a lot of shows yes. and I didn't ha- hear that many at that time. So I felt like, well, I'm going to do this thing and I know it's different, but this is all I can handle right now. And so I'm going to do what I can do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I also kind of framed it in my mind, also thinking about the listener. I thought, well, maybe this is an advantage. I don't want to steal writers. Writers have very little time to write usually. Mm-hmm. They're usually running a full-time, you know, working full-time or have other yeah. obligations. And so I don't want to steal all their writing time listening to me yammer on. That's why I wanted to be really tight, you know, with my I ideas. I love that I didn't strategy, though. Things. 
And so like, let's get in there, coach them and then send them off to do the work. And uh, so that was a way to kind of have a double, yeah, a double strategy. Like this is all I can do, but maybe it's better. So I did that for a lot of years. And I think I've lost the thread of why I brought that up. You asked me a question that kind of prompted me to go in that. Well, it was just about, it wasn't even a question. It was just about people noticing you all of a sudden, like Mm. being able to, you know, like, Hey, you helped me and you did this. And it's like, it's that piece where, Maybe you don't know they're listening quite yet, but then all of a sudden they do. And you were talking yes. about ads and you were talking about going oh, into ads. Oh yeah, that's yeah. where we were. Yes, it was the ads that kind of prompted this thought because I was, I didn't want to, like my entire podcast episodes were no more than five minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then I would listen to, you know, a high profile name and they, they're, they're just, their ads were over five minutes. Yes. <laughs> like If that's what ads are, I can't have those. them. Yeah. I can't do it. It won't make sense. People would spend more time. They would just skip over it and get, listen to the five minutes and be done. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to do ads. I'm just not going to do it. I did Patreon for a while. I have a few, I have these two or maybe three really faithful people who over the years have continued to, to support me through Patreon, but I haven't even promoted that all that much. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, cause that was one way I thought, well, I could try it because that was becoming yeah. a model back in the day. And I tried it and I had, like I said, I had these wonderful people who have continued believe in it, believe in me and believe in it and this message. But anyway, I'm just now starting to see that, you know what, I can use this as an avenue to talk about other ways that they can work with me. So I have a, a program, I have a membership thing, so I can start talking about that. So I am doing, it used to kind of irritate me when I heard other people do it. And then I'm like, no, that's a way mm-hmm. they're, they're showing me other ways I could connect with them if they wanted to. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I'm just barely starting that strategy. After, after 200 plus episodes, I'm finally starting to think in a like better business strategy. Yeah. Well, I think that's so important. Okay. So first of all, I love that you brought up that there were five minutes because the one question we get asked all the time, every single time somebody sits down, how long should my podcast be? And I always say, I've heard podcasts that are five minutes that are five minutes too long. I've heard podcasts that are two hours that I'm so sad when they end. And I think knowing your client is so important. Like you knew that, all right, they may, they don't have time, but I'm going to get to the point. I'm going to help them out. And that I think is, is a huge strategy for you in, in that perspective. And I think it's really important to understand. I just had this conversation is the next piece. So when you're really good at what you do, like you're helping people and you're making an impact, it is a natural thing for somebody to be like, wow, I really love what she's doing. What's next. Right? Like, and not everybody's going to, going to say that, but when people are offering great content, you're not offering it just so you can offer the what's next, then the what next is comes naturally. And I think people who do that from a, a, a authentic perspective, it works perfectly because it's not gross. It's not like, you know, and we've all seen those people where they're up on the stage and they're giving you just enough information so they can turn it and sell to you versus the people who are giving great information. I always joke, my, my checkbook's written out, like I've got their name on it. You can tell how old I am that I'm pulling out a checkbook, but you know, my checkbook's out and I'm writing it. Like, I'm just like, tell me how much it is. Like, that's all I care about. Just tell me what I owe you. And so I, I think it really is important for businesses to be able to do that. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm very happy to hear you're doing it. Thank you for your affirmation. <laughs> yes, I will continue forward with that. I, I think another thing that you, you, when we're talking about the, the ideal length, mm-hmm. and this is true often of things we write as well. It needs to be as long as it needs to be, but you don't right. always get that luxury if you're submitting to a you know, publication that says you get this much, <laughs> this many right. words and no more. But in our podcasts, we get some freedom to, to be our own 
decision maker, our own publisher, if you will, yeah. producer, producer, I guess, in the world of podcasting. But I do think another little advantage that I got, and this is just, I'm not saying somebody should do a short podcast for this advantage, mm-hmm. but this was an advantage that popped into my head just now, which is by keeping them short, I could do a lot more yes. faster. And so I skill, the skill building happened fast. This is a, actually a writing principle too. If you work on shipping shorter things more frequently, mm-hmm. your writing skills will have a chance to adapt and improve very rapidly. And then you can then use that and leverage all of that you're learning and to do, to do longer pieces. And those will be better sooner because you did the, all the smaller work. I think that was an advantage. I did these shorter pieces and some, I say they were sometimes five minutes. They did stretch out. I did one that when I was just starting out, I was really trying to keep them super tight like that. And then one of them, I had more to say and it went 15 minutes and people were like complaining because they'd gotten used to the shorter, not complaining, but you know, they commented, I should say, they just observed that it was a lot, lot longer than normal. 15 minutes. Isn't that hilarious? And then I introduced some um, interviews. So I do interviews as well now occasionally. So I mix it up. I wasn't sure how people would respond, but the very first set that I did, I recorded them. Probably this is like everybody who's a podcaster is going to go, no, tell me you didn't. But I did. I took my Yeti and I set it on a table and I had, you know, set it up with the right settings. It gets both sides, the dual side recording. And I recorded a few other authors who were at this writing conference. And that was my first foray into doing interviews. And I think in the end, like there was a lot of ambiance noise and um, ambient noise and ambient noise. Ambient yeah. Noise. Anyway, ambient, there was a lot of yeah. little peripheral noise. Let's call yeah. it that. Anyway, I felt a little bit like, you know, an NPR show. Yeah. Anyway, here I am. Here we are in this, in this setting. Anyway, it, th- that turned out to be uh, a great way just to introduce them to my, my, view, my listeners mm-hmm. so that they could get a taste of a different kind of voice in their lives, speaking yeah. about a certain topic. Cause they were very different writers. One was a novelist. He wrote some fiction, nonfiction as well. One was doing essay work and then another is just this humor writer. So I had these three very different personalities that could, that I could introduce. So that was a fun experiment. I was very nervous to do it because yeah. I'd never really edited it, it and it was so much longer. So, you know, there was a lot to learn there. I introduced a whole new bag of worms to, to figure out, but yeah. I did it. I love it. It's evolving. And I think that's what's so important for people to know. You don't have to have it all figured out when you start and it, and you can try things and see what works and th- see what doesn't. So, and thank you so much for taking this time today. I love what you're doing with it. I love what you do first of all, but what you're doing with this podcast. So if somebody wanted to learn more about you or your podcast, where is the best place for them to go? Hey, if you can spell my last name, then we're gold. We'll have it it's, on our show notes. So go ahead Ann, and go to yeah. annkroker.com slash everything. If they go to that page, annkroker.com slash everything, it's got all the ways that you can work with me for free or for paid, which would include the podcast. So they can look for the podcast logo, which just says Ann Kroger writing coach. And that's, that's there along with other opportunities for them to work with me one-on-one or they can find out about the membership and the book proposal program and all the other little things I offer big and small. I love that. That's a really great idea. I didn't even think of that. So, all right. And of course, all of that will be over on our show notes page over at AaronGregor.com. So, Anne, thank you so much. We'll link to your podcast and all that good stuff. So thank Thank you you. so much for joining me today. What a a treat. Thank you. (laughs) Absolutely.